What's going on? This is the Tap In Podcast. You are tuned in live to another episode of the Tap In Podcast. And this is a uh, special podcast. Okay, it's special. Because, let's see, back in, let's say, 2004, (laughs) right? I was walking through the mall and... Uh, I was with one of my homeboys. We were walking through the mall. We seen this this girl that was uh, that went to our college, and she was with her friend. And we was like, "Hey, what's up? What y'all doing? What's up?" And you know, I had just you know finished pledging, so I had my little kappa jacket on. I'm walking through the mall, and then I said, "What's up to the girl that I knew, uh, Shanna?" And her friend was there with her, and we introduced ourselves. And then all of a sudden, she just reached up and grabbed my jacket on my my collar. And I was like, hold on. What? Like, you don't just touch me. That's not really how the story went. I didn't introduce you yet. Okay, I'll wait. (laughs) I was like, hold on. This is, that's not how you just, you just start fixing people's collar. Like, I don't know you. And then, come on, what is that? 15 years later, no, that was 2014. So 10 years later, um, we started dating and let me see, 2014. So four years after that, we ended up getting married. And ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce you to Mrs. Barrett. Hey. What's up? (laughs) Hey, honey, how are you? (laughs) I'm good. What's going on? I'm doing great, but that's not how it happened. That is how it happened. I didn't reach up and grab you. I just politely fixed your collar because you was walking around the mall looking crazy. Okay, but if I wanted to look crazy, you didn't. Why do you want I can you tell just you let didn't. me look crazy? I can tell you didn't want to look crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even know. But I, you, how you know that wasn't the style? Back it wasn't. Then, that wasn't. That wasn't my my stilo. Listen, whether it was or not, it worked. <laughs> it worked. So what's going on? Nothing How are much. You? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. I'm real good. So I know a lot of times, you know, we don't, we, me and you have a lot of conversations, you know what I mean? Like some deep conversations and I wanted to, you know, bring you on and kind of like touch on or bring some of these conversations, you know, out into the open to the public. Right. Um, I know a lot of times we talk about like our goals, you know, our our uh, passions, our purpose. We kind of had that conversation, and I just wanted wanted to bring that to the podcast for the people so they can hear. Okay, you know what I mean. Um, so, as far as purpose, right? Um, let me see. Where's my phone at? Okay, never mind. But I wanted to I wanted to get the the definition. Of purpose, right? Do you know your purpose? I don't know my purpose. Okay. I have an idea of what I feel like it is. Okay. Okay, so I don't know my purpose. I don't feel like I'm living in my purpose. Let me say that. Okay. I feel like I have a good idea of what it is, but am I living in it? No, I don't. Okay. And why are you not living in it? Because a lot of times people don't know their purpose, right? But if you know your purpose, but you're not mm. living in it, Look at why you. is that? Look at you. Look at <laughs> why you. Why is that? <laughs> I don't feel, I don't, I think it's timing. I don't think the time is right for me to live in my purpose. I feel like my purpose, I have been groomed for ever since I was a young child. Okay. And I just don't, I think it's timing. I don't think the time has pre- presented itself for me to actually live fully in my purpose. I feel like there's opportunities, there's different glimpses, there's different times like time frames where I'm in my purpose but to actually live in my purpose on a day-to-day basis I don't feel like that opportunity or time has come come yet does that make sense so I feel like different times throughout my life Mm -hmm. there's been opportunities for me to live in my purpose and those are small opportunities those are small glimpses and I and I live in my purpose okay in those moments in those moments exactly but to every day wake up and go to sleep in my purpose no i'm not doing that okay all right and if you want can you tell the people what your purpose or what you feel like your purpose is 
I don't want to tell the people. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to tell the people. <laughs> because, okay, so my purpose, I feel like it's something meaningful to me. Okay. And that's all it has to be. It's meaning. It's meaningful yeah. to me. And I feel like the people that it will impact, it will impact them. So me just sharing my purpose, I feel like it'll just miss a whole room full of people. Okay. Like they won't understand it. So and what I feel is whether whether or not it's going to miss them or not, right? I should share it. You should share it. Mm-hmm. Because the purpose is not for them to get, right? It, and this is your purpose. It is right? my purpose. And it's not for... Because a lot of times I feel like... I, I, and I know I experienced this firsthand where it was like I was passionate about something, but I wanted somebody else to share my passion about what I wanted to do for Dante. You know what I mean? And so I was always, if they wasn't passionate about it, then it, I would lose steam about it. You know what I mean? So I don't feel like that's what my issue is. I okay. just feel like it's just very, I'm very sensitive. I'm very into spirits. I'm very into people speaking on things and putting their energy into my atmosphere. Okay. This is a safe space right here. It's very safe. So I know, I know it's safe. So I'm going to be vague. I feel like my purpose is speaking for those who can't speak up for themselves. Okay. Something like an activist. In In some kind of way. Okay. Yeah. We can say that. Let's go with that. That sounds good. It's like more of an activist. Can you see that? Do you see that in me? I do. I do. You do? I I, I do. I, I think, um, a lot of times that that you speak up when I be like, "Hey, that ain't none of our business." You know what <laughs> okay, <I'm> wait, <laughs> no, <laughs> don't have me out in these streets just yeah. fighting people. That's no, not, not what. Fighting, it, yeah, not fighting, just speaking up. Like, hey, no, that that's wrong, or you know what I mean. You speaking up for like for people that you know for whatever reasons they just shut down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Prime example. Okay. That time we was at a restaurant. We went to... I wasn't there. It was you you and Chris, right? And it was... Some girl um, was talking crazy to another another waitress or another little young girl that was that was waitressing at the time. And tell, tell the people what happened. So, Chris is our, Chris is our son. Mm-hmm. Chris and I had went to breakfast. And... It was a girl. She was being a bully to another, to our waitress. And for some reason, our waitress just would not speak up for herself. She wouldn't say, hey, you know, back up off me. Don't talk to me. Like, she just wouldn't say anything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I did take it up on myself to, you know, to like, hey, you don't have to take this. You know, speak up for yourself. You know, handle her in a different way. You know, I, I might have said some things. Mm-hmm. But that could be away but I think my voice is so much greater than that mm-hmm. so in one aspect I think it is giving people the hope or the courage or encouraging them to speak up for themselves to mm-hmm. know like hey use your voice it's okay to say no it's okay to tell somebody like hey I'm not comfortable with this mm-hmm. so in that way yes maybe so I'm not a bully I'm not walking around just inserting myself in people's situations so let's right. not no no I'm saying when you see something somebody Exactly. Wronged or something like that, then you will you will step in and speak up and be a voice for that for that person in that moment. I will. Okay. Yeah. I so will. It's, it's something like an activist. Something like an activist. We can say that. Let's go okay. with it. <laughs> Let's go with that. Let's go with it. No, because I want you like, and I feel like so many people are are similar to you, right? Mm-hmm. Where they don't want to say exactly what what their thing is is because of maybe ridicule or some people may be like, yeah, that's not you. Um, and Mine is I don't want it to be limited to just that. And I feel like the, when you hear the word activist, it's something like picket signs and marching which I will do and I have done, Mm -hmm. but that's not necessarily what I feel like my purpose is. I feel like my purpose is greater than that. It includes that, Mm -hmm. but it's not limited to that. Right. Yeah. And it could be, 
your your purpose could be whatever. You know what I mean? And like for me, I feel like my 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 passion is to inspire people. Mm. You know what I mean? I can see that. My my passion is to inspire because I remember I used to I don't know if it's suffering, but I used to have like low self-esteem. You know really? what I mean? I did. I had low self-esteem and it was like every time that I was fully in the moment and fully being myself, my like my greatness would come out. My greatness would come out when I was fully just being myself. And then every time that I was, you know, questioning about what I was feeling or what I was saying, and then it would just, like, people could see right through that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They could be like, oh, this nigga don't believe that. What are you saying? So can I ask you, what changed or what do you think caused you to have low self-esteem or what was it? I would probably... If, if I had to pick, like, one thing, I would say probably not having a steady male figure in my life. Mm. Because I feel like with with men, they give their sons self-esteem, right? Mm-hmm. They challenge them and make them overcome things that they, in their mind, don't think that they can do as a little boy. Yeah. Right? They challenge them to make them overcome things that they feel like they didn't do. And then that's how you build confidence over time when you like when you've been tried and tested and where your father is like, no, you're not finna give up. No, you finna do this. Let's push through. Let's keep going. And then once you get it, you start building that confidence in yourself. And I don't think as a little boy, I was ever like pushed to that level. You know what I mean? I don't think I was pushed until I had to overcome something. So as an adult, it was like I would try something, and if it didn't quite work the way I wanted it to work, I'd be like, "Oh well, maybe this ain't this ain't just ain't for me." Mm-hmm. And so I believe, like as I got older, to my like eighteen to twenties, twenty four, no, no, I probably yeah, probably about twenty four. It was like I didn't have the necessary the confidence that I needed to actually overcome obstacles in, in my life. To prepare you for the man that you needed to become. Right. Mm. And it wasn't until I start I started just one um just saying, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna do it exactly the way I wanna fucking do it. Mm-hmm. And and it I'm gonna let me back up. It started with me saying I'm going to start this. I'm going to do this. And no matter what, at the all I want to do is just finish. So no matter what it takes, I'm going to start and I'm going to finish. Because a lot of times I would just start shit. If it didn't go the right way I wanted to go, I'd just say, oh, fuck it. It, it don't work. It don't matter. Mm-hmm. But I just started with little things like, okay, I just want to be able to finish and say I've done that. So with that, that gave me that confidence it, it started building confidence in me to um, where I was like, oh, I know I could do it. You know what I mean? I just got to keep pushing. I know I can do this. I just got to keep pushing and see it all the way through. And as I got older and I just started having that discipline to like, you know what, no matter what, let me just finish. So do you think your purpose and that confidence at some point meets and what I mean by that, do you think in order for you to fulfill your purpose, you already have to have that confidence? You have to. Yeah. I feel like you have to because, one, if you want to inspire somebody, you got to be confident in what you're saying. And it has to come from a, a first-person basis. You have to have lived it because when you're going through something or when you're trying to achieve something, if somebody doesn't have that first person basis to even be able to speak it they can smell it it's a texture to going through something going through hard times it's a feeling that nobody else gonna be able to feel but the person who's actually went through that so in order for you to inspire and be able to speak to it and and have people connect to it i feel like you have to have gone through it you have to 
I don't necessarily agree with that. Okay, explain why. I don't feel like you have to have a firsthand experience in order to inspire somebody. I feel like you as a being and the energy you give off, people can find inspiration in that. Everybody's not going to know your story. Everybody's not going to know what you've been through. You won't get to share that with everybody, but it could be just the way that you move. It could be your presence in the room that people find inspirational. And I feel like that's you. If you, if you walk into a room, you don't know who you're going to inspire. It could just be your presence. It could be you taking the time to talk to them and hold a conversation with them. And I feel like that comes from confidence. You, if you walking in that room with a certain air, a certain confidence about you, hey, I find that inspirational. You see how he came in the room and spoke to everybody or he just made me feel special. It's something about him that I want to be when I grow up or it's something about him that I want to I want to strive I, for. And I, I understand what you're saying, but I feel like that's not like inspiration. You want to have an impact on somebody's life. What's inspirational to you? Inspiration is is inspiring them to to do something that they didn't think that they was gonna be able to do. Being able to push past whatever shortcomings that they think they have. Um, being able to say like, no, you have the power in you to do whatever it is that you want to do. So the confidence that you lacked and that you didn't have, you want to make sure that you're giving it to other people. Absolutely. That's, that's absolutely. Dope. That's dope. Absolutely, because what I realize is in 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 myself, and this could be this could be a tall man thing, right? My man way of thinking mm-hmm. that once you go through the worst thing, everything after that becomes just man. This is easy. I know I can. I know I'll be able to get through this. Like I've I've been through tough times already. So I just got to see this all the way through and I'll get, I'll be able to get to it. No matter what it is, it may, your journey may be longer. You may, it may take longer, but if you able to see it all the way through, see it from beginning to end. And I think by taking that journey, seeing stuff from beginning to end, you wear it a different, you know what I mean? The way you walk, the way you talk, like it, people can feel that. They can like like you saying like they may they may not know my story, but the way I talk, the way I walk, how I carry myself is they know okay, they can feel oh this dude been through something and he's came out on the other end, and it's like, yeah, your he, energy he, and the vibrations he know what he's talking about your energy and the vibrations that you're giving off they can they can feel that yes okay because he's been through something okay you but everybody's me? been through something. Everybody has a story. And I think I don't think everybody's story is tied to their purpose. Because if that's the case, I don't necessarily agree with that. Is that the case what? I just don't think so. I don't think so. And I don't necessarily know if I believe everybody has a purpose. What? Mm, that's <laughs> deep. <laughs> okay, mate, let me take that back. Everybody has a purpose, but I don't think everybody's purpose is to impact a large number of people. Your purpose might be just to have an impact on one person. Right. Your purpose might be to just change one thing in the world. Yeah. So, yeah, it looks different. Yeah, everybody's no, purpose every- is not impactful in the me- in the sense that it has to do with the whole world or a lot of people or no, that's not, that, no, no, that's not what I'm saying okay. at all. I'm just saying, like, with me, with my purpose, yeah, is 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 that to build impact. So, do you think? Okay, we have kids. We have three. Mm-hmm. Do you think you're instilling things in them now, so when they become an adult, they will be ready to give their purpose? Do you think? Do you see anything in them now, like, hey, that might be their purpose, or they? They're really good at that, or are you giving are you giving them the tools to be those hold individuals to be able to live in their purpose? Ooh, that's good. I think um, with my with with our son, yes, because I see him every single day. With my girls, um, not so much. Our girls, okay. With our girls, <laughs> with our girls, not so much. Because I don't get to 
every day and still, or they don't get to see me every single day where they can they can look at me and be like, okay, so this is what a man is. This is, and I don't get to instill like my, my uh, moral compass on them. I don't get to really impact them the way I would like to and be like, this is what a good person is. This is how a good person treats other people. This is what manners are. You know what I mean? Have man- I don't get to instill them um, every day with that, right? But with our son, yes, I feel like he's going to be a young, confident black man. And no matter what, when he gets to that age and people are, you know, doing him wrong, he's... He's already been tried and tested through me. You know what I mean? So once he gets to that, that point where he does have obstacles that he has to, he is he's going to reflect back to times where I've pushed him, where I made him do something, where I, I constantly, like, no, we're not quitting. Let's see this all the way through. So he's going to have that confidence. Now, as far as finding his purpose, I think that's going to be the tools that I'm giving him now he's going to be able to use those tools to find whatever his purpose is. Okay. He's going to be able to find that. But I feel like I'm I'm doing that. Let me ask you the same question. Okay. Go ahead. I mean, are you, are you, <laughs> what are you going to ask me? Are you, you feel like you impacting our kids to be able to have that same confidence when they get adults? Okay. So our son, yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be completely transparent. With our daughters, I, as their stepmother, in the position that I'm in, I feel like it's such a delicate position. It's a position of honor, but it's a position to where I have to respect so many different boundaries. Okay. I have to respect their mother and not to overstep that boundary. Mm-hmm. And I always want them to be comfortable with the relationship that we have. Mm-hmm. So... I always try to think that I want my impact on them. I want it to be subtle, but I want it to be something that they reflect on and say, gosh, my, my stepmom, she used to always tells me, tell me this. Or she used to always tell me I'm beautiful. She'll tell me I'm, I, I like to build them up. So those, I feel like I just give them words of encouragement and build them up because mm-hmm. I don't want to overstep somebody else's boundary, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to raising their kids, especially if I'm not there on a day to day basis to have a, to be able to help with the load of being a parent. Cause I know that could be a heavy load. So I don't want to be like, Oh, that's not the way that I would do it. Although that is my thought sometimes, but I'm not there to, that's not my role. That's not the position I've been placed in. I feel like the position I'm placed in with our daughters is just to encourage them and give them words of encouragement and to let them see, Hey, you can be a queen. You can be a boss. There's nothing that you can't do. Mm-hmm. It's not discipline. I'm strictly here to just uplift them. Now, with our son, it's a completely different thing. Okay. Not that I'm not uplifting him. We have affirmations in the morning time that he has to say. I feel like I am giving him what he needs from a queen perspective. And what I mean by that is you can give him what he needs from a king. You, you're living this as a man. You know what he's going to need as a man. Mm-hmm. As a woman, as a queen, there's certain things and characteristics that he's going to need. There's a certain way that I can nurture him that you can't. So I feel like there's things, those are tools that I want him to have that I constantly reinstill in him every day. Like, I need you to be able, don't leave your life in somebody else's hand. You write your own life. And the way that that plays itself out with my son is, hey, you're a creator. What are you going to create today? Don't leave it to the society to say what your day is going to look like. You get up and you take your day and you say, hey, this is what I want my day to look like. Mm -hmm. So it's things like that that I want our son to have. Okay. It's more mindset. Gotcha. So, because I feel like I'm doing the same thing. Like his mindset, but it's, it's more of a hands-on man to man yeah 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 tougher yeah you know what i mean where 
And I, I, I kind of, I kind of be thinking sometimes where I'm like, do I want him to be this hard, hardened guy where he's not in touch with like his emotions and his feelings, or, or do I want him to be in touch with those? So when he, when he's, able, when he is angry, he's able to talk about his feelings or what's going on or. You know what I mean? I, I, I struggle with that. I do too. But I definitely think he needs to be able to live in a society that we live in. So you got to be able to handle the things that's going to come to you. You can't be in your feelings in a society. Because this is what I tell him. Hey, go ahead and cry, but you're going to have to get over it. Nobody cares about your tears. Mm. Nobody cares about your tears. Yeah. It's okay to have that moment. But you have that moment, but you don't live in that moment. You don't stay there. So take that moment, but get over it. Push through it. Okay. All right. So <clears throat> to put a button on this, find, finding your passion, I feel like it's a, it's a one-person journey, right? Finding your passion mm. is the same thing. It's a one-person journey. You have, to, you have to actively seek out your path or your purpose, right? But your compass is your passion. Whatever, wherever your passion takes you, I think once you follow your passion, you'll run into your purpose because your, your, your passion is the compass. So once you follow that, you follow that gut feeling that you have, you'll find your purpose. Okay. I feel like that's, that is the, the tools or that's the key. To actually finding your purpose. Okay, I can agree with that. All right, um, and I want to give your information out to if people want to, you know, uh, buy a home or if they want to get some financial information. If they uh, first time buyer or if they, you know, just want to get some information, where can they find you? The Rose Group Realtors on Instagram. The okay. underscore rose underscore group underscore realtors. Okay. And is there a phone number? 817-523-9644. If you're looking to buy a home, sell a home, or invest in real estate, we'll be happy to help you. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Now let's get into some ignorant shit. Okay, come on, let's go. <laughs> um did are you in tune with like uh music? Are you still cause I know the older we get, like, I ain't, I ain't really in tune. Ooh. No. Like, if you say, who, it's it's baby, it's the baby, it's little baby, it's, like, I can't tell you how any of them look. <laughs> so, ee. Are you? Heck no. I, I'm telling you, it's, sweetie is, um, Magnus Scissor, Magnus Stallion. Yeah. I feel like all of them look the same. Like I don't, they don't. I, like they I don't. don't look the they same. don't. I couldn't tell you. And Walt, uh, one of my frat brothers, he liked this new chick, Summer Walker. Okay. I have no idea. And she looked like all the rest of them. <laughs> what does she sound like? What is she doing? Is she rapping or is she singing? I think she's singing. Okay. She's singing. Oh, I think she, I think I have heard her. <laughs> we saw. Okay, let's let's talk about something else. You don't have anything else for us to talk about? <laughs> have you heard the Kanye West album? I did. And, and what do you think? I spoke on it on the last, the last podcast. Oh, okay. Um, it was, I, I thought it was horrible. Yeah, I thought it was horrible. Why? Um, one, if this is, uh, like I said, if this was supposed to be a um, a gospel worship album nothing he said on that album made me want to get closer to God nothing he said on the album made me if I'm going through a hard time wanted wanted to listen to any of those songs the production the beats nice Mm -hmm. they were nice they were cool okay other than that so he could have put some up some words some different words on top of it there was no substance there was no substance at all. That's none, crazy. None at all. That's crazy. I seen a post on Inst. Uh, I think it was Instagram. Someone said, "Oh, he's going gospel because he know that's the golden ticket." Mm, what golden ticket to what? 
to Christians. Everybody, like, if you do gospel, you get the Christians to follow you. That's a golden ticket. It's just like preachers and pastors. People feel like, oh, you're going to flock to their church. They're taking all the money. So he's just trying a different avenue. He, he is he's the worst kind of black dude. He is the worst. What makes him the worst? Why do you say that? What about him? Because, like, he'll he'll be on one end trying so hard to, to assimilate or be in cahoots or be in the same circles as white people. And they, he, and I don't know if he knows that they are just, they have this racist undertone to them or mm. they don't really like black people or they, they may not even be doing it purposely, but they set up systems to like That's undermine minorities and black people. And then he'll go and switch. And then now trying to feed black people, religion and, that's a trap. Church. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. He's yeah. he's the worst kind, and he'll be doing all this shucking and jiving, trying to get white people to like him, complaining about white people. So, do you think he knows what he's doing? Do you think he's being used, and do you think he's aware of it, or do you think he's blind to the fact that hey, they're playing you? I think I don't think he's aware of it. Mm-hmm. I think he suffers from bipolar. I think he is delusional and I think it's all about Kanye. So how do you, how does he go from being so woke to where he'll be on a live live television and saying, Hey, George Bush don't like black people or you'll hear the album college what is it, college dropout. Mm-hmm. How do you go from that to this? I think at that time he had his his mother in his ear. He had, you know, those people who were in touch with everyday people. Like, he had to be around people who are struggling. So his foundation was solid. Yes, he had a solid foundation then. He was around people that were going through tough times where he can actually see him. He probably knew him. But once you get to a certain point, and and I think think what, what, what Kanye West, his mother did for him, um, and also, I feel like it, it, it's a it hindered him in the same at the same token is he gave him that that avenue where the popular opinion where Kanye West is so in tune where he, the popular opinion he just tries to go do the opposite right or what everybody else is saying he will find some way to 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 say the opposite thing where he won't even. He won't even be thinking about all of it, everything in totality. He would just immediately go to the unpopular opinion and be like, yeah, this is it. This is this is what it is, because that's how he got to become this Kanye West that we've known and come to love Mm -hmm. because he he started doing the unpopular thing. Okay, so do you think him marrying Kim? Not to put anything on her. Do you think she can love a black man and keep him whole and yes. keep him connected and plugged in yes. and keep him honest and true to black culture and the struggle that, that, that we live or that black people live? That, that part, no. I, what? I don't know if I agree. Because if she's never experienced that, if she's never had that life, how can you love a man that has that life? How can you encourage him to keep on being that voice for those people? She doesn't have to wear, she doesn't have the same worry I have. I'm raising a black man in America. Her her son, he's he's going to be able to go out into the world and not face the same things that my son faced. Of course, because of money, but his mom is white. She doesn't have that same, she can't. How can she love a black man and say, hey, you need to stand up and fight for this when she's never seen that firsthand? Not to take anything from her. And she does great work with getting the lady out of jail. And that's all nice and dandy. But you're loving a black man that's in a position to impact a lot of people in a lot of different ways. And a lot of people are depending, it's depending on him to be that voice. But if she's not even plugged in, how can she help him? So explain that to me because I understand, but I don't understand. Okay, so I say she may be able to love him physically, 
you know, there could be that physical connection. Mm-hmm. But we're seeing Kanye is unplugged and no longer connected to the black community, right? Mm-hmm. That's an experience Kim has never had. She doesn't have the black community. She has the luxury to tap in and tap out. She doesn't have the same worries as a black mother that's raising a black man or black kids or black boys. She don't have that worry. So she doesn't know what it's like to go to bed every night and say, hey, my son going to come home safe. Or for me, for example, I'm thinking like, hey, my son's growing up. He's getting taller. People are going to start looking at him different. Did she teach her son at two and three? When you when you leave a store, don't take the candy out. You get a bag and you get a receipt. So it's certain things as a black woman that you know and that you can instill and there's certain things that you can encourage your husband to speak up for and be a voice for. But if she hasn't had those experiences, how is she going to love him and encourage him to be that voice, to make that change and be that difference? I honestly think that Kanye don't listen to nobody. Like he'll he'll take he'll take what what she's saying, but I think in the back of his mind he feels that same way that she hasn't had that same experience as he's and had. And maybe he should have and married so, a black woman. You can't. I, I can't. You can, I can't. I just I can't. said possibly. Yeah, Love I doesn't have a color. Yeah, mm. I can't. I can't say because I think I think for Kanye marrying Kim, I think that was a publicity thing. Like you know what I mean? You don't think he loves her? You don't think they love each other? Yes, I think they probably do. I think they probably do, but I I think it was more of Kanye's is reach a certain plateau, right? He had he's accumulated a certain amount of money, right? When you get to that point, if you don't have somebody that that started out with you, right? That started out with you and seen your progression. Once you get to that level and you don't have nobody, it's hard to trust one. And then you worried about, hey, I'm gonna have to give all this money away. But if you marry somebody that's that accomplished in the same tax bracket as you or have the somewhat the same amount of money as you, I think is I think your choices are limited at that point. So you do go with who is the, the most attractive and who also has something to lose in this in this thing too if we get if we get married i think i think once you reach that that height you do you go for okay i can learn to love this person i can learn to love this person they may not they may be and and i don't think i don't think kanye is all the way from what i've seen that he's all the way in tune in. I think Kanye is the personification of always living in the moment. Mm. I think he's always just living one moment at a time and doesn't think past the, that moment. the next moment. Yes. I can see that. So he's, and that's the way he's lived his life. And he's more, that's why he's so emotional, right? Because he's in tap with his feelings in that moment. He's tapped into his feelings in that moment and he's not looking past the moment and what I'm about to say, what the 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 uh, ramifications of what I'm about to say. He don't live past that. He just lives in the moment at, the, at every single time. So let me ask you this. Do you think it's fair or do you think people that like Kanye or people that find a certain level of success, do you think it's their responsibility to become the voice for all black people? No. So do is it fair for us to put all this responsibility on Kanye? No, I, and I don't know. It's, it's not fair. Okay. But I don't think, I, I think, I don't think it is fair to put all that responsibility on anybody. Right. And, and I want, I want, I want black people to stop looking to people to speak mm. for them. You know what I mean? Mm. Because we didn't have Reverend Al Sharpton. We didn't had uh, uh, Jesse Jackson. Like, why do we need a representative to speak for us? Why do we need? Because I don't know who speaks for white people. Who speaks for Chinese people? But this is a Asian thing. people. Let me. This is a thing. The thing I think the key that we miss is we're always looking outside of ourselves, Absolutely. looking to one person or putting that responsibility on somebody else. But if you look at different races. They speak the same thing. 
we don't even speak the same language or we're, we're not all on the same page on even the things that we want. We don't agree. So that's why it's hard for us to even have one person that, that's going to stand up and speak for us. Because one minute we're going to support you. We're all like, yeah, come on, Jay-Z, we support you. But then when he makes this move and we don't know all the details, then everybody's like, okay, wait a minute. What move are we talking about? Because... So when he <laughs> when, he, when he joined the NFL when he joined with the NFL yeah that's Listen. what I was speaking of okay. when I said that I just so I don't want to lose this point okay as black people I don't feel like we all speak the same language I don't mm-hmm. feel like we have a common goal that we're trying to have mm-hmm. and maybe we have a common goal but the way that we're trying to get there I think that's where it differs. Mm-hmm. Some people want to go this way and some people want to go that way. And until we get on the same page, we will not be able to see these goals all the way through. And my, my question is to you, why do we, why do we feel like black people, we all got to go as one? Why do we, why do you feel that we need to be on one page to get whatever goals that we're trying to accomplish? I think that question is so deep. I think it's deeper than just one. I think we have, we see ourselves as one, Mm -hmm. you know, they tell us, Oh, you come from Africa. They don't tell you come from different parts of Africa and different countries in Africa. Mm -hmm. So when you hear Africa, you think we're all one and we all come from the same part. And if you don't know who you are and you don't have any history and you don't know what your traditions are, you don't know what your culture is. You're just trying to connect to anybody. So when you don't have, when you don't know who you are as a people, I feel like we all try to connect and plug in together. So we think we're supposed to all be together. We view ourselves in the same way that they view us. And that's because we don't know our true history. We don't know where we come from. So that's why we view ourselves that way. As, as, one- as a group, as one. Yeah, see, and I'm, and I'm thinking like, do white people see themselves as one, or white people, they know, like, oh, I'm from. Yeah, Scotland. they know their history. We're having all kinds of technical difficulties. Must be speaking the truth. Yeah, <laughs> they don't want us to <laughs> tell wanna, the truth. They don't want us to tell it. But I feel, I feel what you're saying, but it's like. Um, if 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 we come from from different parts of Africa, right? Cuz I may not want the same things. I I guess and I guess what what black people feel it's not it's not even I think that what they feel is it's like a slave mentality where if if one person get to escape we all got to escape together. You know what I mean? We all got to escape together. And everybody got to come and get these goals met all together so everybody could be happy and everybody could be. And my thing is, I'm, I'm, I feel like what Jay-Z is doing is, I don't need everybody to come with me. I'm going I'm to go over here. I'm going to go and do what I need to do. And when I get back, y'all going to benefit from what I did. Y'all may not even know exactly what I did. And sometimes it's just like, and this is, this is a a ghetto example, but (laughs) this is like, like when you trying to sneak in the club, Mm. the more people you come with is like, Oh no, 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 no. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. But if one person can sneak in the club, I know I can go inside and see the whole inside and I know where the back door is. Okay, so let me tell you another ghetto example is oh, this of okay. the opposite way. You know, your mom always said, y'all came together, you, you lead together, you come back together. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of the same mentality that black people have. Hey, y'all came over here together, we lead together. If we get to the top, we all got to go to the top. Yeah, but that's not how you get to the top. Because, Why? Because, Why? because they plan... They playing the people who are in charge. They playing a different game. They playing a different game than we trying to play. Because what you, I feel like what you do is you go inside where they trying to set up their system or where they trying to set up certain um, uh, systematic oppression. What you do is you make sure 
that you go that you in the that you're in the building to be like no we have to set aside a certain amount so anybody who who is black they can benefit from it okay so that's great that's great with that perspective and it may work from an, for another race because they're preparing the table but when i see if as black people as a whole this is what i see this is my view we see one person going to the table and if i'm over here struggling and if i'm outside of the house I'm like, help me get in the house. And when I feel like you're not helping me, that creates division amongst us. That creates the division. Because you haven't told me the game plan. You haven't communicated anything to me. Right. You're not, and I feel like some of us get to the table and we don't look back. Some of us get to the table and we don't look back. Now, if you look at different races, they take care of themselves. They take care of their families. They take care of their people. Right. And, but, this is where the the trust has to come in, right? This is where, and you have How to- How can you tell me to trust you when I'm hungry? It's hard to trust anybody when you're hungry. When you're a baby, when you having to come home and your wife and your kids and you- I get it. So we are playing by rules that are not set up for us to win. I get that. 100%. So don't ask us to don't ask us to have so much respect and, and to play by these rules when they're not set up for us. So what I'm saying, forget those rules. Let's make our own rules. I'm with you on that too. Let's make our own rules. I'm with you because on that these too. rules that they have, we cannot win. We will not win with those rules. I, I, I'm with you. But here's the thing. If I go and say, okay, look, here's what I'm about to go do. I'm doing X. I'm doing Z. I'm doing this. And then when I come back, it's going to be blah. But that's Ben Al, and that's Jesse, and everybody didn't agree with that vision. That's what I mean. One person can't do it all, and so everybody has to come and go. We want everything done equally. We want to be at the table. We want to get to the table. We need to take the mindset more of a Tyler Perry. Forget they table. Let's create our own table. So let's make some opportunities for us to create our own table. Let's stop trying to fight each other to get to their table where they've set their rules and we're not going to succeed. And it's only going to be three of y'all sitting at the table and the rest of us are going to be outside looking hungry. Right. And let me ask you this. Okay. Tyler Perry didn't go and get all these people to, to build his, his vision. His vision. That's right. He didn't go out there and get everybody. He did. He, he did that on his own. He put the plan together. He probably have a team that's, you know, within his circle, had a team that, that helped him get to that point. But he didn't go, he didn't, like, publicize, hey, guys, this is what I'm doing, blah, 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 blah. He didn't publicize that. He, once it was, once the goal was done, once it was finished, then he was like, look what, I, look what I've done for, for us. us. Yeah. Look what I've done for us. Now, you guys are welcome to come over here and do this now that I've already set the table and I've created my own. But at the same time, he had a clear vision and he stayed true to himself. He never lost the connection with his people. Right. So, so that's, that's my point. Exactly. Why I don't need to go in and go and make sure the whole, the whole black community is with me while I'm trying to fulfill my vision. Y'all sit here and wait. While I go create the vision, and when I get back, I'm going to bring y'all in to way better conditions. That's fine. So it's not, but you, you said earlier, you was like, no, you can't, how you going to tell me to sit here and wait? Tell- you ain't communicated the plan with me. And it's like. That goes back to your original question. And you said, why do black people or, you know, like us, they gotta- we have to go as a group. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, it's difficult. When you are a part of a group and you see one person succeeding and you're not and you're struggling. So I'm just saying for in order for us, that's the mindset that we have. We all came together. We're all together. Mm-hmm. That's that's that was for that. Okay. So I can see your point of, hey, you're going to vision. You're you have your vision and you're going to do that vision and you're making sure without it being communication that, hey, y'all, this is what I'm doing. Right. Too you don't necessarily have chiefs. to do that. Too many chiefs. So what, what is the answer? What is the answer? What is the answer for black people? You think, go ahead. I said, what I think the answer is each black person, right? Create their own vision, create what their, their purpose is, create whatever their purpose is. 
and then you invite once you once you see your vision all the way through you create where you can have black people be a part of what your vision is if somebody needs help if somebody needs apartment somebody needs a school they want it then yeah invite your invite the black people in because you the only way you're gonna build your own is you have your vision you know exactly what your vision is because everybody like you said we all don't want the same thing right but if everybody tap into their vision or to their what they want what their goal is if everybody tap into that no pun intended but if they tap into <laughs> that then everybody will be able to flourish or black people will be able to flourish because i may not want the same thing that you got but look, let's trade goods. It's funny. You you judge. You say, well, why do we all have to go at the same time? But even when you're speaking about it, it's black people as a group. It's all of us combined. Right. It's all of us combined. Right. Because I'm saying we don't have to go at the same time. Why does? And I'm saying we don't have to go to the club at the same time. We all can't sneak in at the same time. They're not letting, they not letting 50, people, 50 black people in at the same time. But even we're so brainwashed that we even refer to ourselves in groups. We even refer to ourselves like that. That's how we refer to ourselves. Like, hey, it's us. It's us. It's us. And it is us. I think I think when you share the same struggle, right? That's the right. same the same when you sh- when you share that with other black people, then you just group everybody in, right? I and I think that's that's kind of how we think. It's like, hey, this is happening to all of the black people, right? So we share that, and then that's what we want to make sure. Hey, my brother, you good? I want to make sure you good. You know what I mean? Make sure you good. Make sure everything's solid over here. But it's it's at the same time, if I have a vision for something, right, let me fulfill, let me go and fulfill the vision and then bring you in, invite you in, and be like, look, Mm -hmm. you can have anything you want at this table, man. The word you said was invite you in. Mm-hmm. That means there has to be an invitation given. Not necessarily. Not so necessarily. we don't even we use these words, but we don't even know what we're saying. You said invite let, you in. Invite you in. That means there has to be an invitation, and right. it and most of the times when there's invitation, is they're passing out. That means you can come and you can't come, and there there's division. And that's somebody's where, getting a ticket and somebody's not. That's where. That's where. The, the neg- negative connotation that you have on invite is that because when I say invite, I'm inviting everybody. So welcome. Hey, everybody's coming. Invite, it means you got to get an invitation. <laughs> I got to just invite you. If I'm having a birthday party and you didn't get an invitation, that means you cannot come. But if I say, hey, everybody's welcome. Well, and then it's, it's up to you to make it's invitation. it's up to you to make that decision. It's an open invitation. Okay, it's like saying, it's an open hey, invitation. I'm gonna have an open bar. Yeah, you open get, bar. Okay, yeah, okay. It's an open <laughs> invitation, but I'm I'm I'm, but at the same time, I don't want all these. Oh, see, look there. <laughs> all there these motherfuckers go. can't come to my house. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because Why? some of us don't know how to act. Some of us don't know how to act. Let's let's just call a spade a spade. Some of us don't know how to act. We don't know how to act all the time. <laughs> and you're not finna come up here. And that and may be what up. Kanye's saying about not, some not, of us. You're not finna come up in my house and destroy what the fuck I didn't build. Don't Kanye bring that shit in. The same thing. No, no, no. Kanye is all about Kanye. Kanye is all you about Kanye. You don't know that man, Hart. You can't speak. You don't know when that man. I don't when, know. In the last five, six years, when have you heard him speak about anything where it was a us kind of thing? Name me one time where he ever mentioned us. He hasn't been in the last five, six years. No. Last five, six years, he hasn't mentioned us at all. It's always been about Kanye, Kanye, Kanye. I don't know if I agree with that. I can't think of a. Cause it ain't one. opportunity or it ain't one. Okay, I I just don't know if I agree with that. Okay, I don't know if I agree with that. But you you said it's not his responsibility to, to speak for it us. It's not. Okay, so give him a pass. Let him be free to be him. If all Kanye wants to worry about is Kanye and he wants to do what he feels like doing and he feels this is good to do in the moment, why can't we give him a pass? 
and let him be free to be him. Because his speech is negatively impacting black mm. people. So we are a whole. No, but he's putting black people at danger from him aligning himself because you ever heard of the term token black boy? Mm-hmm. They're going to look at him as the token black boy and they're going to be able, they're going to do stuff and because he don't know any information and he's only going by feeling moment by moment. The things that, that, that he's in line with or he agrees with could negatively impact black people as a whole. But we can say that about anyone. We can say whether that's a Kanye or whether that's a Pookie on the street corner. No. Why? I disagree. Why? Pookie won't have the same the same reach as a Kanye. When Kanye he may not have crazy, the same reach, but it's a community that Pookie is in and he's on that street corner that Fox 4 is going to catch this recording and they're going to see Pookie and they're going to say, oh, everybody that look like Pookie, they all steal, they all kill. So Pookie's impact is just as strong as Kanye's to somebody, to somebody's community. Yeah, I just disagree. Okay, we can disagree. Because it's just, I feel like when Kanye says something crazy, that it hits all news outlets across, across the whole country, across the world. When they put Pookie on TV, it's in that local city. It's and that that's where it city. hurts. It's, it's in that local place. Uh, who's plugged into Kanye like that? Who? It's a lot of people. Okay, so do you think Kanye still carries the power and value with the black community? Influence? Yes. Yes, I do. With who? I do. With who? With b- black young kids. Not young, mm-hmm. black 20, 25 people, black young kids that are in college. So you think they all like, yeah. Kanye, this new album, this gospel album. It's a it's a guy in my job that he argued up and down about Kanye and was like, yo, Kanye album is fire. That is the best thing you ever heard. And it, Can I it, ask you it, what race he is? He was black. Mm-hmm. From Ghana. From Ghana. Yes. That and hurts it, me. And, and it was another it was another young dude that's from Texas, twenty two years old. When um, we were watching his, uh, the Kanye interview that he did with Big Boy, he was like, I was like, Kanye didn't lost his goddamn mind. He was like, no, Kanye's speaking facts. He's speaking facts. So do you think we fail? We as in who? The generation before that generation you're speaking of. Do, did we drop the ball somewhere for them to be looking at Kanye right now saying, hey, Kanye's speaking facts. I don't think we failed. I think the what happened was at a moment like when Kanye got on 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 TV and said George Bush doesn't care about black people, like and that that was what two thousand I don't know nine something like that, where it was like Kanye was speaking about all of us, right? And so my generation or our generation was like, yes, Kanye, he's speaking for us. You know what I mean? He's telling the world what is going on. He's telling the world about our struggles, about how we're not we're not being taken care of in the most dominant, most most best country in the world. He's telling the world about what's going on. Cause that didn't just that little video, that wasn't just in the United States. That went across the country. You know what I mean? That 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 little clip about George George Bush doesn't care about black people went around the country, the world, the world. So he was able to speak about black people, and my generation fell in like, yes, we finally got somebody in in that status to be able to speak for us down at the bottom. And and as time went on, it was like, okay, we are looking for that Kanye again. We're looking for that Kanye. And I could, I I could honestly say, since Kanye's mom passed, he's been totally different. So I think. Go ahead. I'm just trying to see at what point did we say, hey, did we drop this ball with this generation that you spoke of? Did we give them the pass and say, hey, Kanye, good? Because you know we yeah. give passes like, hey, he good. He lost his mama. Give him a pass. He gonna be okay. I think so. so. We pass that energy on down, and I so everybody's so. like, okay, we just gonna ride with him. And now they've taken on, hey. He's speaking facts because you remember when he said this. Yes. 
I think so. What What was your response to the guys when they said, "Oh, he's speaking facts"? I said, "Are you crazy? What What facts is he speaking? This is all opinion. This is all based on what Kanye is feeling right now. None of this is facts. None of, None of what he's saying is actually facts. It's his own feelings. It's his own opinion. It had, it had nothing to do with anything. It's Is him feeling like he's accomplished something because he was in debt and now he's making money and now he's in the positive. So none of this is, nothing this was, had nothing to do with facts. Some of the things that Kanye say, he has point, but then he loses it. Oh yeah. Maybe. I mean, that's with anybody. Yeah. That's with anyone. So yeah. Okay. All right. Well, no church in the wild. No church in the wild. That's one of Kanye's songs. Oh. <laughs> why is he forcing that religion? Why Why are you forcing religion? That's a good question. Why are you forcing religion? That's a good question. Have a show about that. Talk about that. Mm. Birth of a nation. Why not? Mm-hmm. What's your true religion? Mm. What's religion? You are God. I am a God. You are. That's, why are we so that, afraid of that, that? That's what Kanye say. I am a God. No. That's what he said in one of the interviews. But why are we afraid of that? Mm. Okay. Talk know. about it. Yeah. Somebody need to tap in and yeah. tap in and talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I appreciate you for coming on. Well, thank you. Um, people, thank y'all for listening in, tapping in with us. Um, like I said, continue to send those emails. If you, you know, disagree with what we're saying, if you agree with what we're saying, send the email. Tap in, T-A-P-N, podcast at Gmail. Send us those letters, and we'll read them. We'll, we'll, we'll maybe start reading them on on uh, on the air. So appreciate y'all. This has been another episode of Tap In.